You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 174, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says... Fighting is a part of life, but winning is the privilege of the believer. And prayer will make you a heavyweight champion. It is and always will be undefeated. And joining me on today's show is Dr. Matissa Wibben. Matissa is an educator, she's an entrepreneur, and she is also an author. And she has taught college as a tenured professor for over 10 years. Matissa is also a grant writer. She's a strategic planner and she facilitates diversity, equity and inclusion training. And her most beloved assignment is that of minister. She does training and development in her church and just published her first book on prayer. Now on today's show, she's going to share always say please and thank you. She has been more blessed because of her manners than because of her giftedness. She's also going to talk about how important it is to surround yourself with people who will love you unconditionally and those who will sharpen and make you better, as well as serving will put you in the best posture and position for elevation. That and so much more. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. We're just going to pray that uh, the internet connection is going to hold strong and that you're going to be able to share your insights and testimony today because as uh, we mentioned in the introduction, one of the things that you say is prayer will make you a heavyweight champion. But before we dive into all of the great stuff you're going to share today, share with us a little bit about how you got into the profession uh, that you are now really living out in, in the work and, and the blessings you're br bringing to your clients and those that you work with. Was that uh, a, a, a gradual transition, if you will, or is it something that you always feel called to do? Well, I'll tell you, my profession as a professor and as a teacher probably came really early. Um, I can remember teaching my brother how to tie his shoes, taught my brother how to ride his bike. And so I knew that teaching was always a part of who I was. I couldn't, of course, put my finger on it or articulate it, but it was something that came naturally. Um, when I went to college, I, I thought I was going to be something else, like a lot of college students. And um, I fell in love with sociology, which is a discipline that I didn't know much about at all. And once I fell in love with that, I thought, okay, what am I going to do with this? Right? That's what every parent asks. What are you going to do with this sociology degree? Um, <laughs> but thankfully, I had mentors um, who really sort of helped pave the way. And so I thought, you know, teaching was very much a part of me. Sociology was a discipline that I fell in love with. And I, within probably my freshman, sophomore year, decided that I was going to go on to graduate school and teach. Mm -hmm. And so that really is where I started thinking about all of the concepts that I have the blessing to be able to go, you know, teach my clients now. Mm -hmm. It really started in the classroom. Yes. And so I taught 
and I was able to, to think through some of these concepts and um, I was uh, saved at an early age. I was saved right before I went to college. And I always knew that I wanted to better Christians, mm -hmm. you know, that no matter what my secular training, I always wanted to take it and use it in the church. And so um, even though I knew early on that I was going to teach, I didn't know that it would become all that it is. Yeah. So I would say, you know, got saved early, started teaching um, soon after college, but then sort of evolved in how can I take this outside of the classroom? Mm -hmm. How can I use this within the church? And God just gave me opportunities to do all of those things. Yes. It's uh, amazing, isn't it, how God puts people in your life to be able to direct, if you will, and, and help nurture um, gifts and strengths and, and skills and knowledge, and then uh, how God will often take you out of secular because you've built that craft, if you will, and, and really honed that and then use it to further his kingdom, which uh, I think uh, is just incredible. Now, I love the way that you have said, and it's such a great reminder to all of us that saying please and saying thank you and using <laughs> our manners uh, are so much more important than, as you said, than be, you've been more blessed because of that than because of your giftedness. Share, mm -hmm. share more about this. You know, that, that's funny. That is, you know, that really is a great lesson that we sometimes relegate just to our children. You know, so we teach them to say please and we teach them to say thank you. And um, I'm from the South, so our children say yes, ma'am and no, ma'am and all of those kinds of things. But I think that's a principle that we can use throughout. And I, I'm really thankful when people do the smallest things. And what I've discovered is no matter my accomplishment, no matter where God took me, um, as I, you know, talk to people on every level, and was kind. I mean, mm. I think that really is the underlying principle that I'm thankful and I'm kind no matter the position, no matter mm. the circumstance. And I'll give you what I think is a funny example, but to me exemplifies this principle. So um, in my university, I was changing offices and I had been in a really small, really teeny tiny office, but was moving to a beautiful space and had nice windows, but it needed to be painted. Mm. And I had um, just been very kind to the facility staff, right? I'm a faculty member. I don't always come in contact with them, but if it was a facilities manager or if it was someone in the cafeteria, always very kind, ask about their families because to me, that's what community is. Mm -hmm. We're all community. We're all together. Um, and so the facilities folks remembered me. So I called them one day and I was like, hey, I'm moving to this new space. I would love to have it painted. And they were like, well, what, what color do you want? And the facilities folks said, you know what? I think we've got some leftovers over paint in our warehouse. We'll get it for you. And within the next little you know, bit of time, my new office was painted with this beautiful color. And everybody who came in remarked them. They were like, how did, how did you get them to paint this color? And mm -hmm. I don't even remember my response, but I thought to myself, it's because I'm, I was kind mm -hmm. and because you know, when I wasn't asking them to do something, I was still asking them how they were. Yeah. And I really felt like that kindness went a long way. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, so important, I think, in how we approach and relate to people and just express that kindness. Mm -hmm. And look, this is what we're called to do, aren't we? Be the light and hope out in, right. in the world. And uh, so often, even mm -hmm. as leadership or as leaders in our business, how we nurture our team is going to impact 
how they react, how they respond and how hard they work in the workplace and if they really feel genuinely cared about, which is what you, you express and how you dealt with that faculty staff, um, people will just respond so much uh, more. And as Christians, I think this can be the difference in how we relate to our suppliers, to our customers, to staff, everybody. And that may very well be the difference between us and how everyone else is, is working. And uh, that gives us the opportunity to actually show, um, you know, the, the love of Jesus in, in our approach and in our manners. Let's talk about, you gave us an example already about surrounding mm -hmm. yourself with people who will love you unconditionally and who will sharpen and make you better. You mentioned that as mm -hmm. you were going through sociology, you had some people that directed you and were able to really help you focus. I think we discredit mm -hmm. often, don't we? the circle of influence that we hang out with does and often will impact us greatly. Many of us don't mm -hmm. recognize it. So share a little bit more about this. Absolutely. So I have people in my life, Emory, that I call my ushers of destiny. So I can literally look back over my life from the time that I was young, really until now, and I can pinpoint certain people that I know God specifically used to get me to my next point in life. Mm -hmm. um, I think about my mother, which I'll talk about probably more as we talk about the book because she's a direct um, reason why I wrote the book. I could talk about my mentor in the university who was my sociology professor, who after taking one class, he was like, hey, there's this program at a you know well-known university. Would you like to go do research there? I'd never done research. I didn't even know what sociology was, but that one door mm -hmm. led me to a graduate degree, degree at Ohio State University. But the, the two people that I would really point to, I was blessed my freshman year of college to meet two people who became my very best friends. Mm -hmm. One of them became a college roommate. Um, God blessed her actually to get saved to, to receive him in our junior year. So that really connected us. And it was because, you know, we were friends prior and God used my life to be able to, to lead her. So that gave us a really special connection. And then there was another young lady that I'd grown up with in the church. And these two women have really pushed me. So they've sharpened me. They've challenged me. Um, even when it comes you know, to my degrees, I mean, I was a first generation college student and I needed someone who could who would just say hey Matisse you can do it mm -hmm. you can finish you can't so they they were that um but then also when it when it gets to the work that I'm doing now I can remember and we we get together often the three of us and I'll just say this one story there was one time they knew I wanted to write they knew that I have so much to give mm -hmm. and I was making all these excuses can't do it for this reason can't do it for that reason and they sat me down and they said, listen, this is your destiny. This is who you are. God has put all of this in you. Don't allow any for any excuses. Um, and so one of them pushed me, both of them pushed me to, to do what I needed to do. But the second one literally said, you are writing this book. Because I would say, will you pray for me? Because I really want God. She said, no, I'm not praying for you again. I've prayed for you now. You just have to make the choice to do it. <laughs> mm, I love it. <laughs> and that was really the push that I needed. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so they've always been there to say, hey, girl, you can do it. Yes. To be a great reflection when um, maybe I needed 
to improve in an area or to say, hey, think about this. Mm -hmm. And because I trusted them and because I know that they do love me, it would give me pause. Mm -hmm. But then they also challenged me to get to my next level. And I'm telling you, everybody needs a friend like that. Mm -hmm. If you can find one, you're blessed. But because I have two, I'm doubly blessed. (laughs) Absolutely doubly blessed. Yeah, I think that's so important. And one of the things we'll often say in in our circle is to ensure that we surround ourselves with people who will lift you up. Um, And there's, I think, and and often be mindful of who you allow in, if they're negative, if, if they kind of pull you down with their attitude too. But what you're talking about is having someone who will sharpen you, who will challenge you. Uh, you know, sometimes when someone says something to us, one of these people who are our ambassadors and, and, and they love us and, and they're to support us, sometimes we do need a challenge. Sometimes we do need a push, don't we? And I want you to speak a little mm-hmm. bit more about that because sometimes in our business, we do need to work through something. There may be something that we need to, you know, push through, but because we feel uncomfortable when people around us in our circle are challenging us in a very, you know, supportive, loving way, we could still ignore them. So what are some things that you did that enabled you to take that feedback on and embrace it and say, you know what, I need to do this? What would you say? What were some of the things that you used? And then obviously you catapulted and decided, you know what, I'm doing this because you've written this book now. You know, that that really is a good question because initially when we had this conversation, it was well before I literally sat down and said, I'm going to do this. So I would say that I, I really had to make up in my own mind that I was capable and that I had something to share, mm. that it was doable. So sometimes we hear people, and because we know they love us, and I know I've thought this before, like, okay, they love me. Of course, they're going to say kind things, or of course, they're going to say, you know, that I've got something to share. But I think the final straw was um, after my, my mother passed away from cancer last year, and she was the consummate prayer warrior. Mm. I mean, she was just a beautiful expression of God's love. And she taught me to pray. She didn't get to give all that she had. And that now the principles that she had taught me, even though she didn't write a book, you know, the, the, those principles I could share on her behalf. Mm. So I think God really gave her the right things to say in the right season. You know, sometimes Anne-Marie, even though we folk pushing us, that God has called her to a level in entrepreneurship, it doesn't always mean the same season that he shares it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there, there, are, there are things that we have to deal with, that we have to learn, that we have to experience that will be that catalyst. So even though I heard some of the sim- these similar words a couple of years ago, it just wasn't the right season. Mm-hmm. But because of where I was and what I had experienced, God gave her just the right thing to say. So this time it wasn't just, you've got this in you, you can do it. It was the world needs to hear these principles. Mm. The church needs to hear these principles. You know, this is really something that you can do. And I need deadlines. So her challenge this time came with a, let's get this done by X, Y, Z. And that was a different kind of challenge for me. So it was the right moment, the Mm. right words. And then having that deadline really gave me something to work towards as opposed to it being this sort of big thing that was weighing over my head. Mm. And when I worked towards that deadline, 
I found that it became, God graced me, God mm-hmm. graced me in this season to do what I needed to do. And it came so much more easily than it would have mm-hmm. because it was already in my heart and in my spirit. Yeah. And I love the way that you've reminded us that, uh, you know, there are different seasons and when a season is in the planting or the, the seed has been planted, sometimes it can take, uh, you know, going through other seasons that helps to shape us and, and you know, the character. There may be things, projects that um, need to come to completion uh, and then the timing is right. And I love the way that, you're ch- you know, you were challenged to put a date on it a deadline, mm-hmm. because for many of us, particularly, you know, those of us who are driven, there's nothing more motivating than having a deadline, because you know that it has to be done, and <laughs> you will continue to take action on that, which is fabulous. Now, let's talk about something else that you say, that serving will put you in the best posture and position for elevation. Share more about this. Let me tell you something. When I think about my life, um, it never ceases to amaze me the things that God has allowed me to do. And as I reflected back on, again, just those pivotal moments or pivotal experiences, a lot of them came just from my willingness to serve. Mm. And I can see how God, of course, had his hand on it. But a lot of those things that came weren't because I sort of raised my hand and said, hey, I'll do this or remember me for, you know, that it was because I was already in the room serving. Mm. So I can think of, you know, a number of examples, but one that I think of, I was um, very new as a faculty person. I might've been in my second year ever. This was my first academic job. So not, not long out of graduate school um, at a very wonderful, small private liberal arts school. And I remember getting a call from one of the administrators And I I go into this room and the administrator said, hey, there's this leadership program here on campus that's, you know, very special. It is one of our hallmark programs and I would love for you to take it over. Now, this is my second year on this campus. And of course, I was humbled and I said, yes, okay, it's a big program, been going on for about 10 or so years, had big funding, a big store. So all of these things that you would imagine an experienced person taking on. I received an award that year was asked to do that appointment was because I had served so much within that time period. Mm -hmm. They know that I was a team player and that I was doing it simply because I was part of the community, not because I was trying to get accolades. And I'm so grateful that God showed me that lesson not so I could serve to receive. Mm-hmm. I serve because that's, I have a servant's heart. Yeah. But I've all, you know, God just showed me, I don't have to, I don't have to run the fastest. I don't have to jump the highest. I don't have to be the smartest. I just have to serve mm-hmm. and God will allow my gifts to make room for me. And yeah. he's shown me that time and time again. Yeah sometimes the internet cut in and out of of that, uh, however. So I just want to summarize what you said. I mean, you were there in the serving. They recognized you, you went and and, uh, led this leadership program, and then you won an award that was uh, really peer, uh, peer driven. And I think that's such a great reminder to all of us 
that when we go from a servant leadership, we want to give our best. We show up each and every day. We do the work that we know um, that we're committed to doing. We're using our manners, as you say. Mm -hmm. We're being um, thankful. We're being polite. We're being kind to others. That will often put us in such good stead that it is recognized, as you said, by your peers and those around you. And it is because of that that often uh, we will get recognized for things. In fact, I was just asked today, Matissa, someone asked me, uh, she actually said to me, I love the way that you've branded yourself the podcasting queen. Hail the queen. I mean, to me, when someone, I, I kind of cringe a little bit. But I said, you know what? I'd love to take the credit for it. But it absolutely wasn't anything to do with me. In fact, it took me years to actually get comfortable with that. People started to call me that, refer to me. Oh, you need to go see Anne-Marie. She's the queen of podcasting. Because I showed up every single day over the last 10 years, loving what I'm doing, interviewing people every week, you know, year in, year out. And I think when we commit to that, serving others, that for me it's through the interviews, people start to see that, don't you? Don't they? That your, mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. reputation um, and your credibility then um, based on how you show up and the work that you do is what's going to hold you in good stead. Let's talk about prayer. I think prayer is so powerful. You said your mother was a yeah. prayer warrior. How can we as business owners recognize, particularly Christian business owners, just how powerful prayer is? And how do you um, incorporate prayer into your work life and, and, and into your entrepreneurship? That's a great question. I think prayer is the foundation of everything. I really do. And I think, I think it's our connection with God. You know, I, I like to say often that prayer is just a communication between father and child. Mm -hmm. It's a place where we can um, speak openly and honestly and authentically um, in ways that sometimes we can't speak to, you know, people face to face. We can really go to God and be honest. Mm -hmm. Prayer is just a part. It's a cornerstone of my life. So I have two areas of business outside of being a professor. Um, I, as, as you talked about earlier, I have clients who invite me to come in and I do various trainings. Mm -hmm. So within some secular settings, you know, prayer isn't something that I do um, with my clients, but I certainly do it prior to entering in. Sometimes when I go do to facilitate a training, I may say a quick prayer just to say, God, give me clarity of thought. Give me clarity of speech. Some of the things that I talk about um, can make people uncomfortable. So I say, God, give me a peace. Let peace go. You know, so there are certain prayers that I pray for myself um, before I do things. I pray for my clients, even if they don't know it. And I've practiced this forever. When I was in graduate school, I prayed for my dissertation chair. I prayed for my committee because I knew that God was as much a part of what I did mm -hmm. as anything else. The other facet of my business um, has to do with my personal ministry, which includes the book. It includes um, seminars and workshops and teachings and the way I minister um, sort of outside of those other clients um, of which I spoke. Mm -hmm. And so there I give, you know, but when I talk to my team, we start with prayer. Mm -hmm. There are times um, that I pray at the end of a call and I pray specifically for them. Mm -hmm. They may give me prayer requests and, you know, it's like, okay, this is not business time. How can I pray for you? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it really is a cornerstone of my life. 
because we're talking to a supernatural God. Sadly, you were cutting in and out there again, Matisa. So what what I'm going to do is um, just have you share with us, just in case the internet drops out. Um, we want to make sure that we capture this. How can people find out more uh -huh. about how you can support them as well as what's the best way for them to connect with you? Absolutely. Well, thank you. I am on Matisa Rubin. Um, M-A-T-I-S-A-W-I-L-B-O-N. What I'm going to do is put all of those links on the show notes and those show notes are at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE 174. But I'm going to repeat those again uh, because I know she cut out just a little bit. I want to make sure that everyone is able to connect. So, of course, matisawilburn.com is her main website, M-A-T-I-S-A-W-I-L-B-O-N.com. And, of course, we'll put all of those other links on how to connect uh, on uh, our show notes. Look, thanks so much once again for coming on the show. Um, sadly, the internet, every now and again, it um, cuts out. So what we might do is get you featured again another time and we'll get you back on and maybe we'll dive into more prayer, um, you know, strategies around prayer because as we know, prayer is an incredible spiritual warfare tool and we can certainly bless okay. others um, through keeping them in our prayer requests and uh, yeah, I think it's such a powerful way to really support us in having, as you said, that uh, communication with the Lord and, um, you know, hearing what he has to say and his direction as well. So thank you so much again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie. You take care. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.